Welcome to episode 20 of Getting Real About. Today, Haley and Hannah are talking to the expecting moms. Haley talks about her experience as a new mom, and Hannah reflects on her experience as mom of one and how she's feeling about baby number two, who is due in April. The ladies talk about preparing for a baby and what people did and did not tell them when they were pregnant. They also talk about the power of prayer, the roles their spouses and family play, and their overall journey of having their babies, stress, anxiety, nerves, and the excitement. All right, ladies, it's time to get real. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Getting Real About. Today, we're getting real about the expecting mom. My name is Haley. I'm a high school youth pastor at Gold Creek Community Church. And this year, I, well, last year, actually, in 2021, I was the expecting mom. And in January, I had my first baby, his baby boy, Callum. And he was nine days late. So that was fun. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But I have so enjoyed it. I am married to my wonderful husband, Jacob. And this August, we'll have been together for eight years, married for four. Very exciting. And yeah, just loving being a mom so far. But I am not alone today. I'm here with my friend, Hannah. Hannah, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? Yeah, I'm Hannah. I am a real estate stager. I have been married to my husband, Mike, for, wow, how long? Only four years. Nice. Yeah. Four years in July. And we have uh, our first daughter, Rhodes. She is just over a year and a half. And we're going to be adding to our family in April with another little girl. Well, probably not little. She's probably going to be big. Rhodes is <laughs> very big. So, yeah, we're going to have two girls. Um, and I love being a mom. It's so much fun, but it's definitely crazy, which we will talk more about that. Yeah. No, being a moms, I just want to give a shout out to all the moms already, or if you are listening and you are expecting your first or second or third, however many, maybe you're on like number seven and that's props to you, mm-hmm. but that is, it's a huge job. It's a huge accomplishment and something to be so proud of. And we were just telling, we just had a retreat for our high school group and we were telling them all, you know, you're probably your parents' greatest accomplishment. And I'm sure you feel that as a mom, if you're listening and we, maybe we have some dads listening as well. Mm -hmm. And you probably feel the same way. Maybe you're listening to kind of help out your wife or like get some tips on what is she going through? (laughs) So if that's the case, we're here for you too, dads, but being, becoming a mom has been so much fun. I've loved it. Of course, there's a lot of things that I was happy to have friends that helped me prepare for it ahead of time so I could know a little bit more. And there have definitely been moments that I was like, nobody prepared me for this. Oh, yeah. And you have to kind of learn on your own. And I think the first thing for me that was hard was that Callum was nine days late. He was Mm -hmm. due on Christmas Day and working at a church. We have Christmas Eve services and I was like, okay, I had prepared in my mind to not really be here because I thought, well, maybe he'll come early. Maybe I'll be resting, putting my feet up so that I don't because I'm going to be going into labor. (laughs) And I was so far from the truth in that moment. (laughs) And I like, I'm a huge outfit, Christmas Eve outfit person. And I did not have that planned. And I was disappointed in that. I was like, okay, well, guess I'm wearing leggings. I was walking the stairs at our church multiple times to like get things kicking and going. And then come Chris or New Year's Eve, 
too. I was like, he's still not here. I was disappointed. I was at the point of tears as well. I'm like, he's never going to come. There's no way. And I ended up having to be induced on the second and he still didn't come. Then he showed up on the third. And so that was a little bit hard because you do get your due date. Mm -hmm. And that's what you said in your mind. Yeah. It's like, this is what's going to be happening. And then he wasn't even here on his due month yet due year. <laughs> he came the next year. So that was that was fun for me. We laugh about it now. And he was a big boy. He was yeah. um, nine pounds, five ounces, and the biggest baby on either side of our family. That's crazy. So, but kind of similar. You had Rose was a big baby yeah, as well. She was 10 pounds, four ounces. And I was also induced. She was not budging. I kept going to the doctors and I was like, is she going to come yet? Like, hello. And I wasn't even dilated or oh, anything. My and we had her in the middle of COVID when it first started. And so I wasn't even able to get induced. Oh, and my so I goodness. remember I literally had to lie to get into the hospital. Do what you got to do to get the baby to out. Get her out of me because she was not moving just like Callum. And she finally, finally got got out. And she was a, she was a big girl. I remember they threw her onto my chest after she came out. And I was like, I just birthed a toddler. <laughs> like, why is she taking up my whole chest? I pictured like this sweet little baby and she was just massive. <laughs> so that's why I'm like just preparing myself for baby number two is yeah. probably going to be like that. That's so true. Yeah. Coming into it, you're going to be having your second you mentioned. Yeah. And is that like the mindset that you have of like, are you a little bit more at ease of like, okay, she'll come when she comes or this time having roads already? Are you kind of like, please let her come early or how I mean, are you feeling? I definitely want her to come early because I know she's going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, just save me. Um, but I'm definitely ready for her to get here. I'm ready for Rhodes to be a big sister. I think that'll be so fun yeah. to watch her. It'll probably be terrible because she'll be jealous, but I think she's going to be a good big sister. I'm not excited for sleepless nights. Ooh. Because yeah. Mike and I are so mean to each other. <laughs> I remember when we had roads, we had to make a pact with one another. Anything said to each other between 11 and like five in the morning, you have to just like let it go over your head because we're ruthless. That's and really smart. <laughs> yeah. We were so mean. I was like, I remember sitting down with him one time and I was like, I'm so sorry for everything I said to you. Like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I was like, it's okay. Same. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm I I don't think about birth too much because I think I psych myself out. Like I remember with Rhodes, I when we were in the delivery room, I looked at Mike and I was like, oh my gosh, we're we're like having a kid right now. And he was like, Yeah, Hannah, you've been carrying her for like nine yeah. months. And I'm like, whoa, like, but I don't think I let myself think past, you know, like the actual, like until they're here. Yeah. And so I haven't really thought about it too much. I probably should start thinking about it. Hey, you know what? I <laughs> was at this point and every mom is different. I want to address that too, that it's okay. If you're feeling one, like some moms are a lot more prepared than probably I was. I probably could have been a little bit more prepared. And I know, I think I was so, I didn't, I went to one, the Lamaze classes, but for me, they were all virtual because mm -hmm. they weren't back in person yet. I, but again, I just went to one because I was, disappointed that I couldn't meet more people in person 
And I also didn't want to think about birth too much because the idea of it was yeah. frightening of like, I have no idea what's about to go down mm-hmm. <laughs> except for my baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to, the doctors know what they're doing. The nurses know what they're doing. I'm just going to let them tell me what to do. Yeah. And if there's, if you're listening and you're like panicking because you haven't thought about it too much, that's okay. Yeah. And if you are, you've like got it all down, if you got your game game plan, your birth plan mm-hmm. that you're supposed to have, that's also, am- oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did not have a birth plan. <laughs> yeah. So prepared too. Me but if either. you are unprepared, I feel like you can't be prepared enough. Like nothing can prepare you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just so different than what you can expect. Yes. Everybody's birth story is different. Oh, yeah. And I remember my doctor asked me when it was getting close, she said, okay, do you have a birth plan? What, what, yeah. What's your plan? And I just said, my mom's coming to the <laughs> hospital. And she goes, that's great. What's your birth plan? <laughs> what even is a birth plan? Yeah, I was like, to have my mom there. I don't know what you want. <laughs> For the baby to come out of me. Yeah. That's my plan. <laughs> so that's, I only had like one step. And then I was like, oh, you mean like, do I want pain meds? Yes, I do. All the pain meds. <laughs> so that's where I stood on that. But some people like superheroes. Mm-hmm. If you're having a natural birth, that's yeah. Wow. But um, just talking about I want to go back to I when I first announced that I was pregnant, I announced at I want to say, well, we told my parents at four weeks because we were going on a trip with um, my brother-in-law and his wife, and we wanted to be able to tell them <laughs> when we were there. Um, so four weeks, you know, is very early, but it's all up to the person, I think. And I think that social media or even just like by Googling, when am I supposed to tell yeah. people? It can be frightening. And just as a believer in Christ, knowing that if something were to happen, I would have been so happy that my people knew mm-hmm. and that they could pray with me and for me during that time versus if I would have had to go through it alone or if just my husband and I would have had to process that. But some people need to just process it alone. And for me personally, I would have wanted my friends to know. And we did tell others at six weeks, which is still kind of early, but because I started like everybody on, you know, you have your apps, your pregnancy apps Mm -hmm. of how big is a baby and all the like community chats. And they're like, don't tell between 10 to 12 or tell 10 to 12 weeks. And so then I started to panic a little bit and like, what if something happens? You can't even see the baby yet. And Um, this is where I was so thankful for my mom. She said, you just pray and you just have faith mm-hmm. in that. And being, becoming a first time mom, I did have a little bit of the first time mom moments of like, this isn't how you're supposed to do it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And God showed, he came through in all of it though. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely anxious the first like 12 weeks. Cause the, Oh, you're not supposed to yeah. tell anybody like what you were talking about. Like I almost was like throwing up every day, not because of morning sickness, because I was so anxious. Yeah. And then I'm like thinking to myself, okay, after 12 weeks, like what is just like this magic day where nothing else can happen? Like why worry the first 12 weeks? Like probably going to worry afterwards too. Like it's out of my control. So it's like, go tell your friends, tell your family, just like what you were saying. 
it's okay. Yeah, definitely. And it's okay to have your little panicky moments. That's normal. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was an anxious mess. I'm still an anxious mess. Well, you know what? You got a second one coming. (laughs) So it's okay. Yeah. I remember I was like, oh, cool. I've been around babies my whole life. My friends already had a baby. Like I got this in the bag and I brought Rhodes home. I have never had so much anxiety my whole entire life. I was a mess. I made my mom spend the night with me and I didn't sleep for the first like three days. And I would like cry in my bathroom for no reason. (laughs) I was just a mess. And I was like, what is happening? This is not what I expected it to be like. I thought I was going to be okay. And like every two seconds, I was like, is she breathing? Is she alive? Like I was a mess. So yeah, no, they don't lie about that. Like no, you're you just want to look at them and like watch them breathe. Yeah. <laughs> but totally. your sleep is also important because mm-hmm. that's how you become the best mom for them. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of moments too where you might be crying postpartum of like not necessarily postpartum depression. And um, I'm thankful that's not something that I've dealt with. But they do warn you that you will have moments of like you're just going to start crying for mm-hmm. no reason. And... I have had those the late nights like you're talking about and I'll have moments of like I'm so happy that I'm just sobbing yeah or I'll be like I just don't know why he's peeing through three (laughs) outfits and he looked so cute I worked really hard on the first one and Jacob has to remind me he's like it's okay if you need a moment and um hopefully you have somebody in your life that's helped like uh husband or family member or that can help you in those moments and to take advantage of the times where they will take the baby Mm -hmm. and hold them or even for like five minutes for them to rock them so you can get that cup of coffee and you know so many people are like you're never gonna have a hot I don't drink hot coffee so that wasn't a problem (laughs) for me of like going back to cold coffee yeah but having a hot meal I remember in the hospital my mom was I was eating and I think this is actually something you told me, Hannah, um, at my baby shower. It, you're like, you can eat. And that yes. Mike was eating Chipotle yeah. when you were in the hospital. And you're like, I can't eat. Yeah. <laughs> but I made sure to ask the question, like, can I have food? It's yeah. really important to me. <laughs> and we got our food. And my mom's like, this is the last hot meal you're going to have for a while. Well, I've like made a point to still have hot meals. Good for <laughs> you. I'm like, you know what? Callum, this is important to me. I need my hot (laughs) food. I don't want you to think if you're listening that I neglect my child during my (laughs) dinner or lunch, but I still enjoy my food. Yeah. Is it easy for you to allow people to help you? For me, it is. um, And that's something I had to really work on, especially the last couple of months as I was getting closer, um, just to already get in that mindset. I think that helped me to just imagine like, okay, working both Jacob and I, we work at a church and so does my mom who is very, very helpful. So really all the people in the first month or so that I would have, if they didn't work here, I would have allowed Callum to stay with them. We're all at the same place. So I was going to have to bring him to the childcare and use that. And so I was like, you know what, we're just going to throw him in there Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he's just going to go ahead and do that. Um, but again, I had to prepare myself for that. And 
not get in my head of like, well, what if something happens? Mm -hmm. And, um, but I know there's the other hand too of enjoy that baby time that you have because it does go by fast. Mm -hmm. And so if that's like, if others, I don't know how it was for you, but if others are listening and you're like, well, I really just need to have my baby with me for the first couple of months and that's okay as well. But how was it for you? I just with anything in life, I'm really bad at allowing people Mm. to help me and asking for help. And that's something that I'm really trying to work on. Um, Just like being a mom. Yeah. Like everyone was always like, let me help you. Let me like make dinner. Let me come over and hold the roads. And I just have such bad mom guilt. Mm. I don't know if you experienced that, but like, even if they're like, let me just hold her. I'm like, no, it's okay. Like yeah. I can do it on my own, even though I know I can't. Yes. And I'm not supposed to, but I just like feel so guilty mm-hmm. all the time. Even Mike was, yesterday was asked me, do you want to just have a Friday to yourself and just like go maybe get your nails done? And I'm like, wait, wait, no, I can't. I can't do <laughs> that. Like, mom, I, I have don't to, do that. <laughs> yeah, I have to be here for my daughter. Like, and so I think that's something that is really hard that no one talked to me about too, mm-hmm. is just like, the mom shame, not from anybody else, but just like from yourself. Yeah. And so if anyone is expecting or struggles with that, like it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to receive help. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're struggling with that, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. It's a very real thing. I did struggle with it. And there's still moments where I, you know, still learning as a mom of like how to schedule things. And mm-hmm. um, I would feel really really bad and kind of like the opposite I didn't hear this from anybody so it might just be myself and I'm sure others have dealt with it before but with um, all the family members that wanted to come and meet him I was so excited about but then there were moments where because I'm breastfeeding I would need to take him and go into the other room or people would be coming over and I'd be feeding him so they'd be waiting out in the living room for a little bit And I felt really guilty about that. I'm Mm -hmm. like, they're coming to meet him and I'm not ready or he's not ready. And that's really something that Jacob had to help me with and saying, but you're the mom and you get to be the priority in his life right now. And these people will understand that. And if they don't, they're going to learn to understand that. So true. Because you are important and it's okay. Don't let yourself take a backseat either because when, if you are feeling that way, um, that's especially where I felt it. And in the first couple of weeks I did want to do everything because I'm like, I'm the mom, I'm supposed to change him. And, um, my mom stayed with us as well. And she was like, I'm only going to mom you once, (laughs) but you need to just slow down and like not go up the stairs as much as you're going up the stairs. You need to sit, you need to let other people make you food. And, you're human. And so, and before, like, even while you're pregnant, you're able to do all of these things. You're yeah. able to make yourself food. You're able mm-hmm. to like, do the laundry and you're not supposed to do that. There's a reason why they tell you to rest right. for like a long, for six weeks. Yeah. Um, and sometimes longer. And to listen to that, I think mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do want to talk just like for a second about Instagram versus reality. And in my mind, <laughs> I was so set on taking all the cute like bump dates that they talk yeah. about and when I had first announced to friends you know you're not showing when anybody 
when you're telling people typically, and I was like, I'm going to take all the cute photos. They're going to be all themed for the holidays. Yeah. And I think I took maybe three pictures <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, looked cute in some and the other ones I was like, you know, I'm growing a child. I yeah. don't need a post Doesn't matter. This. Yeah. I remember I did the same thing with roads. I took a picture like every couple weeks and I was like, oh, look, my belly's growing. Yeah. And now with number two, I'm like, I think I've taken like three pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just funny how after the first one, everything kind of slowly like, yeah. like yeah, does that really matter? Like my kids, I'm going to try to stop her from like wiping poop on the wall. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't have time to take another picture yeah. of my stomach. Like, it's so true. Well, and it's so accurate. You know, I am the first in my family. And so I, my brothers give me a, such a hard time because I have like three scrapbooks made for me from when I was a kid. And then my middle brother, he has one or two. And then my youngest, like, I don't even know if he has like a full scrapbook yeah. and they don't care up until probably high school when you're looking for like the baby photos right. or senior year. And I remember my mom was like, oh, yeah, let me go grab Haley's. And it's like a full library of photos. <laughs> and then for my youngest brother, he's like, I need a see or a baby photo. And she's like, I got one lying around. <laughs> but it's like, no, that's not <laughs> going to be your priority. <laughs> I know I was the youngest child. So I, I like you felt that yeah, I felt that. <laughs> and I. I remember somebody got me one of those books where it was like, write down her first word, like all of those things. And I was like, I'm not even going to do this because I know I will not do it with the other kids. So I don't want them to yeah. feel bad. It's so true. Well, and I feel bad. Maybe they might be listening. You never know. I had, I have wonderful, I obviously have my mom, but then mom figures in my life and they threw me a baby shower and they had everybody write down um, wishes for Callum and um, just like a list of things of oh I hope that your laugh is like so and so or don't forget this and so I have like 20 pages of all these well wishes for mm -hmm. him and I was like what do I do with all of these right. I don't know where to put them just like a stack of papers now sitting in his yeah. room I'm sure someday I will look back maybe when he's a teenager and say look mm -hmm. at all these moms that <laughs> wrote down well yeah. wishes for you <laughs> and but I haven't attempted the like we're gonna frame these or yeah. put them in a scrapbook yeah. and because no I'm trying to be a mom right yeah. now there's, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to do all that kind of yeah. stuff and it's like just keep your kid alive exactly yeah <laughs> um is there anything that people specifically told you that helped you in maybe with roads or even becoming or, or for expecting your second child mm -hmm. that's like a whole new realm I know <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I haven't even been able to soak up like the thought of having another one because mm -hmm. I'm so busy with roads. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> what even is today? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think what someone told me is just starting to pray for roads and starting to pray for yeah. our family just like preparing for baby number two mm -hmm. like whether that's pray that roads will have extra patience with you and with the baby yeah. you know because it's like such a big adjustment or even Mike and I or whatever it is so I think that that's been a big piece of advice that somebody has told me is just like start praying now mm -hmm. and I'm like okay I need a lot of prayers yeah. because <laughs> you're like I don't have time for that yeah <laughs> No, that that's a really great thing. Prayers, you know, 
I always think like number one, always pray. And we try to instill that even, you know, Callum, he's almost two months next week. And I am like, okay, you know what? He hardly understands like Mm -hmm. any words. He just knows how to like blow bubbles. (laughs) But we try to just like pray with him every night. And it's not easy. I mean, obviously there are days where you're like, he's screaming and I'm trying to pray. I've had them like, dear God. And it's just like going (laughs) ballistic. And Jacob's like, um, do you want to help him? I'm like, I'm praying. (laughs) He needs prayer. prayer. This will calm him down. (laughs) But it does, if anything, if you're praying for, I think like your children or your spouse and yourself, prayer in that moment can calm you down if anything. Mm -hmm. And just making God so present in all of your lives and praying for your little baby that's growing in your belly. Like that was really something I had to do. And I didn't do that right away because I was like, yeah, God's got this. (laughs) But um, I needed it to calm me down at -hmm. at different points. Yeah. I feel like when you become a mom, there's so much you can't control Mm -hmm. and that's super stressful. So it's nice like I've never prayed so much before in my whole entire life until I became a mom. I feel like I'm constantly like, oh my God, give me patience. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The amount of nights I'm like laying in bed and Rose is screaming. I'm like, God, just please let her go to sleep. Yeah. Give her peace. Like I pray so much. I'm like, probably sound crazy, but like you have to you because do. it's the only thing that like keeps me sane. It's the only thing that keeps Mike sane. Like, and I don't know, it's just... That's the only thing that keeps me yeah, <laughs> going. Definitely. For me, what was really helpful, and this is like, you know, we won't get into like TMI, but the postpartum at the hospital, mm. I had so many friends telling me like, again, every birth story is different, but just what to expect of like the mesh underwear oh and gosh, the yeah. giant pads and the ice packs. And like, I needed to hear all of them like, don't sugarcoat yeah. anything because I just want to know. <laughs> Everyone sugarcoats pregnancy. Oh my gosh. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's so gross. Like the things that happen to your body, the things that just like come out of you or just like you sweat more. or oh, sweat all the time. All the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, why does no one talk about this? Or like when your milk comes in, like I remember no one told me to wear like a bra to bed or nursing pads and I woke up and the bed was just like soaking wet because there's milk everywhere I'm like hello like why doesn't anyone talk about this they like tell you all the like pre or like the pregnancy things yeah but no like help me I can get through this because like I'm already pregnant yeah I got this now yeah but like I haven't had my baby yet so you better tell me what's going to happen yeah I know it's terrible I'm not one of those people I envy. And if you are listening and you're one of those people who is just like, I glow during my pregnancy (laughs) and I just enjoy every minute. I just am so jealous of you because I'm like so not like that. I love that I get to create life in my belly and all of that. But I just am like, this is terrible. (laughs) Like get around me. I feel like a whale all the time. Like it's just it's just a lot. It is so much. And Somebody did tell me, they asked me and I was nine months pregnant at the time. They said, how have you enjoyed pregnancy? And I was to the point where, yeah, you feel huge. Mm-hmm. You can't put your shoes on. No, you're like, shave your I, legs. You're shaving your legs. Going to the bathroom is mm-hmm. just like, it's, I was constantly going to the bathroom. I think 
I hit like my record of five times in one night. And I was like, I'm over this. I want to sleep on my stomach. And so before I even answered, she said, don't tell me how you felt this month. How have you enjoyed pregnancy the other eight months? Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful and reminded me of how much I did enjoy those months. Mm -hmm. And because you do get to this point where you're like, okay, I'm done. Like this is a beautiful thing, but let this beautiful thing be out in the world. (laughs) And so if you're in the nine months or in your ninth month and you're there, Mm -hmm. just think of the first eight. And I hope for you that they were also wonderful. (laughs) We're just going to hope. Something that people didn't necessarily tell me and not that they really could have is if you go through either scary moments and like pant, um, and doctor's appointment or just stressful life-changing events. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my grandpa passed away during my pregnancy and he was like one of my favorite people and we were very, very close and he was very excited to be a great grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got in my head really fast of like, but I'm not supposed to be stressed out and I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to, I need to be my best self. And I went to my doctor and I, well, the poor thing it was like an intern and she came in before the doctor and I was like I'm not gonna tell her I'm gonna tell my doctor and she said is there anything else you'd like to talk about and I lost it and she was like are you okay (laughs) and I said I'm really sorry I didn't mean to start crying but I just lost my grandpa last week and I don't I'm scared that my stress is gonna cause stress for the baby and Mm. she said no the best thing that you can do is to cry because you need to get that out. And if you yeah. hold it in, that's even more stressful. And it was, and she's like, you just have to process. Those are human natural feelings. Totally. And to hear that it was such a relief because I felt like I wasn't processing it as much as I mm-hmm. should have been at the time. And to still like, I still have moments now that are hard because it was, it's still very, very fresh, but to know, okay, this it's okay to like, go take moments to yourself it's okay to be upset um because if you hide that it's a lot harder on Mm -hmm. your body um and then one of his doctor's appointments it was um anatomy ultrasound of course he wasn't moving and I had to go back for another one because he was just so stubborn but they called and they'll tell you we won't call you unless it's something important yeah and I remember I got a call and I didn't answer it because I'm one of those people that doesn't answer like strange mm-hmm. phone numbers. I'm like, if it's important, they'll leave a message. Right. And I got the message of this is a nurse and just give us a call when you have a chance. And I was like, this isn't good. And they had found um, uh, like a small little tumor in his or they saw a little tumor in his brain. And they said, but we see this a lot. And I don't even remember what it's called now, but... I made the mistake of immediately once I got off the phone, Googling it. Oh, never Google. <laughs> never Google. Whatever you do, don't Google. <laughs> and it was just what could have led up to the extreme of it being a type of special needs. Um, and it said most babies with this won't live past two years. And I was going on a road trip that day by mm. or with my husband, but I was just like, I can't do this. God, that's way too hard. Why did I even look it up? I remember I threw my phone across the room and I just called my mom. I've mentioned her a lot, but she's been my, she was my go-to person. And 
she just started praying Mm -hmm. and she sent me an article of people who same thing they'd found it and they said it goes away and that's what the nurse said she's like it goes away it really does we're not really concerned but we need to tell you and in my next anatomy ultrasound it went back and it was a different um i don't even remember what they're called they're like if you work in a hospital you're amazing and i'm sorry i don't remember all of you like your names but uh like the ultrasound tech yeah and she had walked out and she came back and she said okay we need to look for one more thing i said well i know about the little tumor um in the spot in his brain and so could you actually show me that i want to see it and she goes well that's what we're looking for we can't find it And in that moment, just like the relief that came yeah. then and knowing there is power in prayer. I know we keep going back to that. But even if it was there, I was prepared in my mind to just still keep going to God mm-hmm. and to have your people that you can process those things with. Nobody can tell you how you're going to process it until, unless something happens. Yeah. But you need to be able to process those things. And so that's for me something people didn't tell me, but I needed to go through and that was just with being pregnant yeah <laughs> but what was there anything for you nobody told you that you learned even if it was like a small thing um, there's so many things that yeah. nobody told yeah. <laughs> me um I, I think just how selfless you have to become mm-hmm. I didn't realize I mean I always knew that like oh, okay you're gonna have a kid so like I'm not going to be able to do whatever I want all the time, like obviously, but even just coming down to the small things, like I know we joked about like meals, like not having a hot meal or (laughs) hot cup of coffee, but like Rose is to the age now where she is eating and, and I'm like always trying to shove food in her mouth or she's like, mom, I want to sit with you while I eat. And it's just like little things like that, or not getting a full night of sleep or just putting her feelings before mine Mm -hmm. and or taking a shower while she's just like blabbing her mouth (laughs) off like right next to me or sometimes in the shower I'm just like so I think not no one told me how hard that was going to be it's a really big adjustment Mm -hmm. um but I'm so thankful for it because I think I'm a lot better of a person now that I have given up part of myself Mm. for my daughter and just like learned how to do that yeah um so that is a really big thing for me and that I'm still learning and sometimes I'm like this is not fair (laughs) like why can't I just have this or whatever and it just is I don't know it's something that I'm still adjusting to and I think I'm always gonna have to adjust to yeah um a silly thing because I know we kind of talked about we've talked about some heavy things and um we've both connected on this but if you have a pet and I was like really adamant, I wanted to talk about this. We both have a dog and I was feeling very guilty of not loving my dog as much (laughs) as I had before a baby. (laughs) Um, And I like, wasn't telling anybody this. And you had asked me, you're like, okay, how are, how's Alfie doing? Alfie's my dog. He's a little dachshund chewing. He's like, probably I say eight pounds but let's be real he's probably on the verge of 10 pounds he's like (laughs) he gained pregnancy weight with me but um I was like oh he's he's adjusting and you were like how are you without me (laughs) I was like because this is my moment to be honest and you and you were like I felt the same way about your dog your dog's name is Steve yeah it's like the most amazing thing (laughs) but 
if you have a dog or a cat or a fish, I don't know what you, if you yeah. have a, some sort of animal, prepare yourself to not give as much time to them. Yeah. And to be a little bit frustrated with them for like wanting to love on you. And you're like, no. Yeah. I have a child that needs me. And some of you might have a spouse that needs you. And you're like, just get off of me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I told Mike, I can't even believe I said this, but I was like, Mike, do you think I'm going to love our daughter as much as I love Steve? And he was like, Hannah, yes. Like, and now I'm like, Steve, go away. Yeah. Like, get out of my yes. sight. You smell bad. Your hair is everywhere. <laughs> like, just leave. Yeah, it is. It's such an adjustment. We got um, newborn photos and Alfie's in one of them. And he <laughs> looks like the saddest dog of like, this is my life now. And it's been two months and he's just kind of like give, giving Callum his like first little lick and like, yeah. Okay, I guess you're never leaving, so we're here now. I'll, I'll maybe accept you. Yeah, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah. So that's just like a funny thing. I would, the little tips that people can forget about, mm-hmm. um, which is okay because they're moms. So it's right. not their job to like tell us how to be moms. Totally. <laughs> um, now, I want to talk about like your support at home. Is it or how do you split responsibilities? Mm. We split responsibilities and adjust our responsibilities probably on a weekly basis, Mm -hmm. which I think is has been really helpful for us because I swear every week brings something new, whether it's like a different work schedule or something comes up. And so we're always having to talk and just be like. I need you to do better at doing this. And Mike will be like, okay, well, I need you to do better at doing <laughs> yeah. this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, don't get offended. Remember yeah. just like <laughs> when we're not sleeping. Yeah. So I don't know, Mike works two jobs. So he does a lot more of like the work stuff, mm-hmm. bills, all that. So I do a lot more of like cooking and cleaning and all mm-hmm. of that. Um, but it's pretty even. And he, it's definitely even with like the road stuff, like, that's changing good. diapers. I was Good. like, you will change. Diapers. Yeah. You have to like set that in place. <laughs> totally. before baby comes. Yeah. And I got really lucky. He's very into all the dad things. Like he was so pumped to become a dad and he was like, oh, I'm excited to change a diaper. I'm excited to like get her dressed. Yeah. Or, like, play with her or whatever. So I got really lucky because I know there's a lot of moms who sometimes like feel alone. Mm. And if you're listening, I'm I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, It's I couldn't imagine. Or if you are a single mom, like that's props to you because that is you guys are like extreme superheroes. Yes, (laughs) Um, totally. But yeah. And obviously my family, like I couldn't couldn't imagine doing this by my like just even just with Mike, like my mom, I see her probably every day and I'm like, save me. What do I do? So, yeah, what about you? Um, Very similar to you guys. We Jacob was very, very excited to be. Well, I should say during pregnancy, he didn't really say much. And I was getting a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, we're in this. Like, you're in this with me. You have to like, you have to be a part of this. You (laughs) You have no choice now. Um, And like, I remember I would get upset with him for like not talking to Callum while he was in the womb. <laughs> yeah. like, it's a weird thing. So it's okay if people don't do that. Right. But um, he has loved every part of it and like mm. changing diapers and changing his outfits and all the different things. So again, I was very lucky as well. Um, and splitting responsibilities is more like 
the feedings people would say, oh, try to take turns in the middle of the night. Well, breastfeeding, so it's not like yeah. Jacob can do that. Right. <laughs> um, and so what he will do is just during the day, if we have, if we're not at work, he'll take him and let me take a nap. And he just knows the importance of letting us rest or letting mm. me rest as a mom um, and having that time because I'm a very social person as well. And so then I get to the point of like, now I'm a social person being a mom and yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of time that totally. I don't have anymore. And just like household chores just kind of kept the same. Mm -hmm. And I have had to have moments where like I would get upset just to myself of like the house isn't clean. Yeah. Why is he not doing the dishes right. or why has he not cooked a meal? But I never expressed that I needed him to do that. So I had, we had a very honest conversation of like, it's not fair for me to be mad at you when you had no idea that I wanted you to right. do that. Um, and so having, we've gotten really good about our communication, mm -hmm. I'd say. And like you said, it's going to change and it's okay if it changes weekly or if you yeah. have a really good routine that works for you, don't feel like you have to change it. Yeah. And if you are a single mom to those of you that are listening to, and you're getting worried about not having that person, I would say, you know, going back to prayer and it's probably getting a little bit redundant, <laughs> but to pray for somebody yeah. in your life. Maybe it is a family member. Maybe it's a really close friend mm -hmm. who is willing to step in a little bit more um, hopefully there's a church that you're involved in that you can lean on because I know a lot of times churches have programs that they will send meals and they yeah. will help care for you wherever you need, because it's very important to not go it alone. Oh yeah. Wherever. And that doesn't always come from a spouse and that mm -hmm. is okay. For so, sure. Um, how was it for you? And we'll kind of end it here of like, We've talked about being a mom now and the like gross nitty gritty details <laughs> of like, well, I will, I do want to, before we go into it, talk about like, you will get pooped on and you will get peed oh, on. And if so nobody's much. told you that, I don't know what they're doing. That's yeah. one thing that they need to tell you all the time. <laughs> and you will have like milk spilled all over you, yeah. like you said, and you won't get to shower right away. Mm -hmm. So those are the nitty gritty details yeah. of that. But um, going back to the, very beginning how was that journey for you of getting pregnant or your pregnancy did you have morning sickness what was that like for you we tried to get pregnant I think for four months which is not long at all mm -hmm. like I know there's some people who it takes a really long time and I was just so impatient like I wanted to be a mom so bad yeah. and I remember after four months, I was like, Mike, maybe like this isn't our plan. Mm. He was like, yeah. And we always wanted to adopt as well. <laughs> and I remember we started the adoption process. Oh, I don't even my know goodness. how many people we've told this to. Wow. But yeah, <laughs> we had to like eat, turn like paperwork in. We got letters of recommendation, like all this stuff after four months of trying to oh, have a baby. My, yeah. Wow. And then God was like, okay, adoption might be in your future, but not now. Yeah. <laughs> because literally as soon as we were about to like fully go into it I found out the next day oh, I was pregnant wow so yeah we tried for like four or five months and then we got pregnant um but and then baby number two was yeah. a little bit of a surprise oh. but it's, it's okay it's fine <laughs> we're still processing yeah, it's fine. Am, I, am I pregnant I, I don't even know I haven't processed it. yeah <laughs> um but yeah and I got really lucky with my pregnancy 
I never really got sick. I never mm. threw up anything like that. And I know there's so many moms out there who throw up like all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And so if that is you and you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I heard that like ginger candies yeah. really help. I also didn't struggle with that, but I'm I'm going to say maybe that'll help you. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Some Tums. That's what yeah. I do. I eat Tums like they're candy. They get really bad heartburn. It's the only thing that I oh. struggle with. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. What about you? How is it for you guys? Um, we, it took us three months. So that was a surprise because I had like told myself it would take a while because you mm -hmm. do hear that. Like that is very rare that it would take us three months, you guys four months. Right. Um, And so that was a shock. I remember I was about to start my period or I was supposed to be anyways and I was a little bit bummed because the next or that week we were going to be going to Hawaii mm -hmm. and then I was late by like one day I'm like maybe yeah and I had gone to dinner that night or to get ice cream actually with a couple friends the night before and one of those friends told us that she was pregnant and I'm like this is so weird because I feel like I'm pregnant, but maybe it's just because she's pregnant. Yeah. And I was just like feeling like somebody's got to be pregnant in our group. <laughs> and the next morning I waited till Jacob had gone to work. I don't know why. I was yeah. just like, maybe I'll just wait. And I didn't <laughs> even tell, tell him that I bought like a pregnancy test. And by the way, buying a pregnancy test, I don't know why I went to like the Walmart that I never go to yeah. and like you like are so discreet you like hide it underneath yeah everything. I felt like I was like a, a teenager like a teen pregnancy yeah. like I'm like what this is like a normal thing you can yeah. buy these is like, yeah they have them for a reason but um I found out and then I went to work which I work with my husband and I work with my mom and I knew that I was pregnant and I had to, my mom made a comment that day to somebody walking in the church and she was like, oh, I'm just waiting for this one to make me a grandma. But I hadn't told my husband yet, so I couldn't say anything. Yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really exciting for us. I think I had become a little bit, I started to have this guilt of, so the friend that let us know she was pregnant, she had struggled for a while. I want to say it was probably like a year to year and a half. I can't remember exactly that they had tried. And so then I was feeling guilty that we were pregnant <clears throat> faster or yeah. that, you know, we we're pregnant at the same time. And I didn't want to like steal her time to shine. And if you have friends that have, like, I don't, I don't think anybody should feel guilty because mm -hmm. it is in God's hands. And they were a couple that they did take it to God and they started to pray. And I feel so very fortunate that they were just as excited for us as, and they were excited to go through pregnancy together. And now um, we laugh that they had a baby girl and that they're going to be mm -hmm. married yeah. <laughs> someday. <laughs> um, no choice. Yeah, no choice. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like, don't feel guilty about your time yeah. and you're allowed to be excited to mm -hmm. that you're pregnant and you're allowed to be scared if that's something. If it's a surprise, you're allowed to be nervous. Yeah. You're allowed to have all the feelings. I also didn't struggle with morning sickness or any nausea except for one time I was talking to some friends at work <laughs> and 
they started telling me about how <laughs> they're like, you're going to throw up the day that you go into labor and you're like, it's going to come out of both ends. And oh. it was just a really, you know, I said, don't sugarcoat it. It was a yeah. very detailed conversation. <laughs> and as they were talking to me, I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm going to throw up right now. <laughs> and I walked out and I did. It was the only time that oh I got sick gosh. during the entire pregnancy. And I'm not sure if it's because of the detailed right. conversation <laughs> Or if it was just, I had just entered my third trimester, so it could have been that. Yeah. Um, but that was the first and only time I dealt with that. And I didn't appreciate it that one time. So I'm sure if you're dealing with it, you probably don't appreciate it anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about your labor? How was that for you? I know you said mm -hmm. you were induced. Yeah, I was induced and it was during COVID. So they didn't let me leave my room mm. and I had no windows so it was like, I felt like I was in this weird, like, is it even morning? Is it night? I don't yeah. know. And um, like you said, I was, I didn't eat because everyone told me that, <laughs> oh, you can't eat as soon as you get to the hospital. So I'm like sitting there, Mike Postmates Chipotle <laughs> and he's just like eating it, enjoying it. And I'm like chewing on ice, just so angry at the world, yeah. <laughs> getting hangry. Um, and then I had to get that like ball thing balloon oh yeah which is so weird no one talks about that either no. that is the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life and I had to get all the things to get her what is it Pitocin yeah yeah so I had to get the weird balloon ball thing put in me I had to get Pitocin like she was not coming out and um and then I remember my water broke I was like, I think I peed the bed, Mike. And it just like kept flowing out oh of me. Oh my goodness. And I like stood up and there was water everywhere. And my nurse was like, ah, <laughs> and we were all like screaming and it was crazy. And then the poor nurse, she was, I think she was new and she was trying to, she had to do my IV like five times. And so there was like oh, blood gushing no. everywhere. And I was like, mm, this is just so, so fun and magical. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just. Is so fun. Yeah. It was long. How long did you push for? I think I only pushed for two out. No, not even two hours. I think an hour, just over an hour. But I was in labor for so long because yeah. I was induced. But because she was so big, they were just like, just lay there. And I was like, okay. So I just <laughs> cool. laid there with like this peanut ball in between my yeah. legs. And oh, that thing like, is like so great. Though. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna learn a lot. I mean, we could go. That could be like a whole another hour mm -hmm. of like what happens in the hospital. Um, for me, I was also induced and I think I'm learning now. We have like very similar yeah. like, pregnancy stories, but, um, I was induced at eight in the morning on the Sunday and, or 10, we went in at eight and he was born at midnight the next morning. Mm. And so it was long. It wasn't painful. I'd yeah. say the most pain, if you plan on getting an epidural, don't, I was like, trying to wait I would keep having yeah. contractions and they weren't like super bad at the, like I would kind of be quiet but I wasn't to the point of tears mm -hmm. because it was so painful and I would, was planning on getting an epidural anyways and I would stop and they were the nurse was laughing at me because I'd be silent and then I would be like mm, that was a really good one <laughs> she's like well, that's weird and you're like in pain and I go yeah but it's good pain yeah he's coming that's all I care like, about you can get the epidural whenever you want and yeah. Who am I trying to prove this to? Yeah. So give true. me that. So for me, I got that like pretty early on and 
the most pain I was in was the last half hour of mm. pushing. I pushed for three hours in the last half hour. I was three. sobbing. Yeah. Three hours. <laughs> and the nurse kept trying to talk to me about like Netflix shows because mm. Yes, I'll admit it on this podcast that I did. She asked me where I got the name Callum and I said, love is, or not love, um, love Island. And so then that got us on like a rampage of like all these different shows. And she was trying to talk to me and I was like, just wanted to like scream at her. Like I would have yelled at her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but she was very happy to talk about love Island. And, um, anyways, it was the last half hour was pretty painful, but it's, pain that's going to come no matter what and they're so like true. we can't stop that pain because you are pushing a human out of your body yeah. and so whatever it is ask all the questions mm-hmm. it's okay to go in and write down your questions because you might be going into doctor's appointments and forgetting your questions so write them down yeah. something i didn't do and know that they're there to help you mm-hmm. you're not gonna go do that alone yeah um but Uh, We want to end by just telling you, if you're listening, just some words of encouragement or tips. I know we've kind of said a lot. You might have learned some things or maybe you've been told all those things. But Hannah, what's something you'd like to tell the moms that are listening or maybe to the dads that are trying to figure out how to help their wife? (laughs) I would say, um, first off, you're never alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's like in those moments where you feel like you're going crazy or you feel like you don't know how to do this thing called motherhood. Mm -hmm. Like you're not alone. We all feel those crazy feelings. We all think those crazy thoughts. So you're not alone. And also just, again, don't be afraid to receive help and ask for help. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, When you become a mom, I would say don't feel bad for being late. I, (laughs) I kind of struggled with that a little bit beforehand already, but there was like that, okay, that's on me, but you are figuring out how to get yourself ready, Mm -hmm. get another human ready. And then kind of back to that mom guilt of like, you might try to get your baby ready all on your own. And if you have um, somebody there to help you, those are moments that like, just let them even put like their socks on and like that'll spare you two seconds, put your socks on. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a, like, don't feel bad about that. You're going to adjust. You're going to have time and people will understand. And if they don't get rid of those people, we don't need them in our life. But, um, I'd say just encouragement. Yeah. You said like, you're never alone, but ultimately the theme of this podcast is to just pray And you can pray through the tears. You can pray through the moments of like your praises, Mm -hmm. Um, pray with people, pray on your own. And you're like, maybe you've tried prayer and you're like, that doesn't help me at all. But know that like God, he is listening to that and he is going to walk you through it ultimately in the end. And you're going to be a fabulous mom. You're going to be the mom that your baby needs. Nobody else can be that mom Mm -hmm. for your baby. Uh, but we just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that if you are in a moment of a little bit of panic that you felt comforted in this time just by listening that we're moms that have gone through it as well or and you're going into it again with <laughs> yeah. baby number two. Um, but we're here for you. People are there for you. So thank you so much. And I encourage you to join us on our next topic that's going to air on Wednesday, March 23rd. And I will be with you again on that topic, but it is um, getting real about sticky 
friendships. And if you have enjoyed this episode of Getting Real About, we just ask that you make sure and follow us on our uh, or on your preferred podcast platform and share the episode with other ladies in your life. So if you know of a mom that's expecting or maybe is mom expecting baby number two and has one, share this with them and hopefully this is the, the encouragement or just the laughter that they need right now. And we believe that every podcast has something for everybody. So thank you for joining.